to us. We're we're so we're so passionate about everything, but sometimes the main thing. And we scream and yell about football and basketball and fuss and fight about politics. Every once in a while, everything in us, everything in us ought to be devoted to praising God for who he is. So one more time, if he's been faithful, let's, let's praise him like he's been faithful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He's been faithful. And the personal nature of that song, he's been faithful to me. And uh, that's, that's what makes it so special is when you can talk about what he's been to you and what he's been to me. Only God can handle a whole world at the same time and make everybody in it think he's the only one. That's the personal touch of our God. Aren't you glad you know him? If you're here today and you've never come to God through Christ, that's the only way a sinful man can get back to a holy God. He's got to go through the door. Somebody... Help me today. God's only got one door. He's only got one door. He's only got one way. He's only got one path. He's only got one road. Huh? He's only got one gate. He's only got one means. And I'm glad that Jesus is that door. Amen. If you've gone through the door, why don't you help bring somebody else through it? Amen. That's what we're trying to do here, Crossroads Baptist Church. Let's, let's co-labor together to get people through the door. Now listen, the door is available, but there's coming a day when that door is going to be shut and nobody's going to open it. And anybody that you know that doesn't know Jesus is going to die and go to hell. And it's not fair that we're going to heaven and they're going to hell and we not tell them. So let's get busy this week. Let's get busy getting people through the door. Habakkuk chapter 2. We appreciate the chowderies heading up our breakfast in the mornings. When you come sometime after 9 o'clock, 9.15 or so, there are refreshments there, and we, we so appreciate them. We're going to scale that back to once a month, so that will happen on the first the first Sunday of every month. And how many know the, the more special something is, the more people appreciate it. Amen. And so you, you mark your calendars for the first of that month. The first Sunday of November is next week. We'll skip that, okay? So we'll do it in December with Fall Festival and Harvest Day going on. So we look forward to that. You come first Sunday, about 9.15, 9.20 on. And enjoy not just the food, but the fellowship. We need fellowship. Come on. We need to get around godly people, and we appreciate that. I hope you'll be back to our service tonight. This is the last Sunday of the month, and we have in-person service on Sunday night at 6 o'clock, the last Sunday of the month. And we as a church family, as church members, we partake of the Lord's Supper. So you'll be here tonight, and we look forward to what happens then. Let's pick up, if we could, where we left off last week. Our, our text is in chapter number 2, but where we have spent our time leading up to that and the body of our message was in chapter number 1. From verse 12 on, Art thou from everlasting, O Lord my God, mine Holy One? We shall not die. Boy, somebody say amen to that. 
O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment. Almighty God, thou hast established them for correction. By the way, he can ordain who he wants to. Establish what he wants to. It's just what comes with being God. 13, thou art purer than to behold evil. And canst not look on iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he and makest men as the fishes of the sea, as the creeping things that have no ruler over them. They take up all them with the angle. They catch them in their net and gather them in their drag. Therefore they rejoice and are glad. Listen, some of these, a lot of words that Habakkuk is saying, but just a few moments, we're going to understand that this commentary coming from Habakkuk is quite indicative of how we talk to God sometimes. When we cannot balance his character with his conduct, Therefore, they sacrifice unto their net, burn incense unto their drag, because by them their portion is fat and their meat plenteous. Listen to the question from the prophet to God. Shall they therefore empty their net and not spare continually to slay the nations? Now chapter 2 is his resolution from his own disillusionment. I will, God, help somebody that's a child of God to determine, regardless of how you feel, there are certain things that you will do. I will stand upon my watch, set me upon the town, will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the table that he, that he may run it read it. For the vision is yet a point of the time, but it, at the end it shall speak and I lie. Say it with me. Though it tarry, wait for it. Say it again. Though it tarry, wait one more time. Though it tarry, wait. Why? Because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Somebody ought to get happy that although you wait now, you ain't going to wait forever. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Let the church say amen. Now, Father, for what we've read that you've already blessed, we pray that you bless it in this service, cleansing me of sin and me of self and filling me with your spirit, filling me with your spirit, that you would do what only you can do. Now, Lord, we need to leave here better than how we came. We are <laughs> we're confused sometimes. We are, we, are, we are looking at these complexities of life, and we, we are confounded by what goes on in our world, and we, we struggle sometimes rationalizing you and what you seem to tolerate. So we need our friend Habakkuk to be us today, and there's some of us that need to be him. With the help of the Spirit, would you do all of that at the same time while meeting the need of every individual in here and online? God, that's a big ask but I'm convinced that somehow you can take one message and help everybody. And for the fact that the Bible can do that, we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. What a book. What a book. Though it tarry, wait for it. 
It's coming, Habakkuk. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I'm talking to somebody in the building today. God has told you something, and you are running out of patience. I'm telling you what he told Habakkuk. It's coming. I'm, I'm not a televangelist. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a faith healer. I'm not going to slap nobody. I'm not going to anoint nobody. I'm not going to declare a breakthrough on somebody. I'm just trying to tell you if God told you something, it's coming. And I'm telling you that if you get impatient, you're going to mess up what God has coming for you. So wait for it. Though it tarry, wait for it. The context is the nation of Judah that is set to be attacked by Babylon and taken into bondage. And we understand that Nebuchadnezzar has already defeated Egypt and, and he's coming for God's people. I said he's coming for God's people. Can I tell you, there's always a Nebuchadnezzar on the scene coming for God's people. And today they're coming for your marriage. They're coming for your children. They're coming for your testimony. They're coming for your influence. Somebody's got to quit going through life meandering like we've got it made in the shade Drinking Chick-fil-A lemonade. I'm telling you, there's a devil that knows that he has for a short time, and I'm telling you, he's coming for you. But Judah is not just being attacked because they're God's people. They're attacked because they're God's people being disobedient, and God is sending Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is not just chasing the people of God because he hates God's people. He's chasing the people of God, and God is enabling him, him to do so. Now, watch this now. God is strengthening the arm of Nebuchadnezzar to spank his own children. And Habakkuk is watching this. He's listening to this. And from the human eye and the naked ear of a human being, he cannot understand why God's doing this. He doesn't understand why the people are acting a fool. He doesn't understand why God's going to judge him with bad people. Nothing seems to make sense. I wonder if there's an amen in the house this morning from somebody who goes through some stages in life where nothing seems to make sense. The writers of Scripture, the heroes of faith, the men in the Bible that were used, women in the Bible that were used by God, were not superheroes. Unfortunately, there are no such things. Somebody said, some, one preacher said, I, I love the ministry except for people. <laughs> you know, I just wish God, I just wish God would find some better people to work with. He doesn't have anything good to work with. All of us are sinners. And so, so Habakkuk is really opening up himself to us, saying, I'm a prophet. I'm, I'm, I'm serving God. I'm in the will of God. The sins that, he's, that Judah is accused of, Habakkuk is not guilty of. The sins that Judah is engaging in, Habakkuk is not participating in. He's not cheating. He's not sleeping around. He's not doing the wrong thing. He's not jealous. He's just a man of God getting the word from God. But Habakkuk is saying, look, I'm trying my best to live for God. But there are times in the Christian life when you're trying your best to live for God, when what God decides does not make sense in your human mind. And some believers, excuse me, some believers struggle with continuing their Christianity when their humanity can't grasp God's mind. 
Pastor, what are you talking about? I, I'm talking about some people that didn't get up and go to church this morning because something that's going on in their life made it easy to stay home and avoid church when the Spirit of God inside of them said, this is when you need it the most. What do you do when your, your humanity clashes with God's divinity? Because we have to live the Christian life in this flesh. And it's a struggle. And this is where Habakkuk is. God's, God says, yeah, I'm going to deal with Judah because Judah is my people and they didn't do right. But, but Babylon is the devil's people and I'm going to raise them up to deal with God's people. And Habakkuk says, God, I don't understand. And God says, well, listen to me. I got a plan and I'm going to keep my plan. But while the plan doesn't come through, you're going to have to wait for it. And ladies and gentlemen, there are things that God has said that don't seem to be happening soon enough. I was talking to a dear friend yesterday. I said, we, we were saying, we hope. Jesus comes soon. Do I have a witness in the house today? Listen, Paul wrote in the book of 1 Thessalonians and the writers wrote in the New Testament, they thought the return of Jesus Christ was imminent and that was nearly 2,000 years ago. And here we are later. Look at what's happening over Israel. Look at what's happening in Gaza. Look what's happening in Palestine. Look at what they're debating over. Look at the fight over the land. Ladies and gentlemen, look at what's happening uh, by, by way of morality. Look at what's happening with chips that are being put in animals and chips putting in the forehand of people. Look what's happening with our currency that's, that's moving towards a one world currency. Look what's happening in the Middle East. Look what's happening in Ezekiel and Daniel. Look what's happening in Iran and Iraq. Look what's happening in America. Look at the foolishness that's going on that cannot be explained. We are setting the stage for the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to rule and reign this world for seven years and ladies and gentlemen, he can't come till we leave and if he's about to come, we must be about to leave. But there are dead preachers that said what I'm saying. They already died. So watch this. Now, I'm trying to tell you he's coming again. Somebody say amen. I say, tell me when he's coming. If I could tell you when he's coming, I would. I can't. The coming of Christ is so, in, so imminent that the scripture says that the Son of Man knoweth not. And that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't know, but Jesus in his humanity, in, in, a, in, a, in a flesh humanity, he reserves that choice to God. Wow. He's coming. But if he doesn't come this week, you better learn how to wait for it. Last week, the acknowledgement of the Almighty. This is helping him wait for it. How art thou from everlasting? He, he begins to understand the declared perpetuity of God. You're, you're, you're forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. How many of you glad we serve a favor of God? Come on now. Next year we're going to go through this election cycle again. And all of these, right now all of these candidates are duking it out. And they're enemies for now. In a few months they'll all be friends. And, and all of this. And, 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 and we're, we're trying to figure out. And everybody's going to fix America. And everybody's policies are right. And everybody, the, wrong, the last one was wrong. And the next one's going to be better. And it's amazing how two people can stand up and say two different things. And one group is for one person. Another group for another person. Another group for neither one of them. Listen to me, the answer for America is not politics. I'm glad for the child of God. I'm not leaning in a Republican or a Democrat or an independent. I'm glad my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Why can't you put all of your hope in Jesus? Because when there was no president, there was no America, there were no pilgrims, there was no thanks. Listen, when there was no you and me, there was a God everlasting. The direct possession of God 
a distinct possession of God. He's mine, he's mine, he's mine, he's mine. Aren't you glad God is yours? This helps you wait. Listen, listen, listen. When what God said doesn't happen, just be thankful that God is yours. Then the discerning perspective of God, the directing power of God. This is what we talked about last week. He knows what to do. He knows what to do. The Bible says thou hast ordained them for judgment. Habakkuk doesn't understand how in the world you're going to take these wicked people. Listen to me. Read the book of Revelation and listen to the wickedness of Babylon. The drugs and the immorality that go on in Babylon that even after God sends destruction, they keep doing it. This wicked Babylon, they were so wicked that when God judged them, their blood rose all the way up to the horse's bridle. That's how wicked they were. And Habakkuk says, you're going to use them to judge your people? Doesn't make sense. And yet he begins to realize that God has a discerning perspective and, and God has directing power. God has established them for correction. Listen, here's what, here's what Habakkuk had to realize. God can use anybody to spank his kids. God. And now look tonight, today at God's divine purity. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity, wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously. How many believe we serve a pure God? Watch this now. In him is there no wickedness. Could you imagine living a day without sin? No, you can't. Because it's all we know. It's our instinct. We're just, we just wired that way. And yet we serve a God. There's no, there's no sin in him at all. There's no darkness in him at all. There's no variableness in him at all. There's no shadow of turning. This is what Habakkuk begins to look up at God. He says, the God that I serve, he never thinks a bad thought. He never says a wrong word. He never whispers a gossip, gossiping rumor. He never commits something that's wrong. He never answers the wrong question. He never says the wrong thing. He's a pure God. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get back to in these last days when wickedness is on every hand to remind the reins of our brains that the God that we serve is pure. His definite perfection. He can't not look on iniquity. Could I give you, could I give you an example text? In, in the New Testament, Jesus Christ is on the cross. And he utters this phrase from the cross, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. It is today, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why in the world would Jesus, the Son of God, say to God the Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Because of Habakkuk chapter 2, God cannot look on iniquity. And when Jesus cried out on the cross, please listen, please listen. This is a good time to talk about this on the last Sunday of the year as we get ready to partake of the Lord's Supper. Let's not forget that Jesus not only paid for sin, he became sin. Somebody help me preach. Sometimes we're looking for some spiritual motivation to serve God. How about the cross? I said, how about the cross? He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. That means he didn't just pay for rape, he became a rapist. He didn't just pay for murder, he became a murderer. He didn't just pay for cussing, he became a cusser. He didn't just pay for adultery, he became an adulterer. He became sin for us. And it's one thing to become the sins of mankind. It's another thing to become sin when you've never tasted sin. And so when he said, my God, my God, Luke chapter 4, Jesus stood up in the temple and began to preach and said, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. The Holy Ghost was resting on Jesus. He was resting, the spirit of God was on Jesus. And then on the cross, 
cross, Jesus cried out, my God, my God. I believe with all of my heart he was saying, my God, the Holy Ghost, my God, the Father. I believe that dove that ascended upon Jesus when he was baptized, the Holy Ghost, left Jesus at that moment. God turned his back on Jesus because God said, as much as I love you, my son, I can't look at that sin on you. Is anybody listening? This is what Habakkuk is rehearsing in his mind. All of this about God, which brings him to a very discouraging perplexity. If you're from everlasting, if you're mine, if you know what you're doing, if your power can choose who you want to judge your people, if you are truly pure and if you're perfect, here's what Habakkuk says. Then why, verse number 13, are you looking on them that deal treacherously and hold thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than he? Why are you letting wicked people destroy people that are more righteous than they are? Why are you letting your people be like fish that are scooped up with no ruler over them? Why are you letting the Babylons catch the Jew, those that are Judah in a net and gather them in their drag and rejoice and be glad? Why are you going to let them sacrifice into their net, burn their incense. Why are you going to let these wicked Babylon, Babylonians that worship false gods, why are you going to let bad people whip good people, God? Look at verse number 17. Shall they therefore empty their net and not spare continually to slay the nation? Are you just going to let them just scoop up a handful of, a buku of fish like, like the, these wicked devourers and just wipe out? Are you really going to let Nebuchadnezzar come in and do your own? God, if if you're that pure, can you watch this movie, God? The humanness of the Bible writer. Everybody, everybody, wants to, everybody wants to distinguish ourselves as incapable of being what these great people were because we don't, we're just not as godly as they were. Listen, listen, if ever there's a human man writing in the Bible, it's Habakkuk. He said, God, it's, it's your character that makes me question your conduct. Pastor, why, why, why are you preaching this today? Because I believe that this questioning of God's conduct is going to become more and more commonplace until Jesus gets back. We're going to look at the end times and we're going, we're going, God, what? Why don't you do something about Hamas? I was talking to my barber yesterday. And he said, where I'm from, we, we wouldn't dare have a gay pride month. He said, they, they might be there, but they're hiding. He said, and it used to be not even in hiding till." Till what they do in America crept its way over to Ethiopia. Now, some Christian, some Christian is going to watch God allow this foolishness to go on in our world, and you're going to look at God and say, how am I mad about it and you're not mad about it? And if you are mad about it, why do you keep letting it happen? And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't get logic to justify the actions of God, you're going to end up doing something dumb. And this is the context of 
Habakkuk. I'm perplexed. Here's the thing about the Christian life, and I'll quit. <laughs> We're going to all get perplexed, right? Here's the key. Don't stay there. Here's, here's the psalmist in Psalm 42, talking to himself. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? He's talking to himself. What's, this David, David, this is David saying to David, hey, David, what's wrong with you, man? Why are you, why, why are you so confused? Why are you so miserable, David? Why, why are you disquieted within you? What, what's wrong with you? Then David said to David, hope thou in God. And then a few verses later, guess what David said to David after he told him to hope thou in God? Why are you disquieted within yourself, David? Why are you confused? When you, listen, listen, some, listen, somebody in the building is going to have to take the same ignorant person in yourself that says something dumb and talk some sense into it. And waiting on God is what ushers that process into possibility. Why'd you let that person pass away? Why'd you let that person get sick? How are you going to let that preacher get diagnosed with cancer? How are you going to let that person go through that trial? How are you going to let that person get lied on while somebody who you don't have to lie on to say that, they're just doing it. Listen, this is going to be the perplexity of the Christian life. And listen to me, it's the character of God that makes you question his conduct that has to be the same character of God that allows you to confirm his conduct. Because yes, he's pure and he shouldn't be able to look on sin but he's pure and he's got a perspective. And even though the sin looks terrible and it looks like God should judge it, I ought to believe enough about God's character to know if he should, he will. And if he will, I just need to wait until he does. And that's hard. Because we're not patient people. But I want to give you something and then we're done. There's a perk when you wait on God because while you wait he does something for you huh how many of you how many of you are just go 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 getters you never like to stop you never just just like to go 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 it's just the way you it's the way you're you're wired honey did you raise your hand no no I know she didn't because she, she tells me about me all the time we don't ever like to stop. See, we're the kind of people that will cut through five parking lots to miss one red light and call it a shortcut. Because we'd rather move longer than sit shorter. Here's the problem. Eventually, that car that you don't ever want to stop, if you don't ever stop, it's going to stop on its own because you can only go but so long before you need to be refilled. Here's what Isaiah said. Here's the good news about waiting on God. When you wait on God, he'll fill her up. Come on now. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Come on. Come on. Somebody want God to answer your prayer tomorrow, but the truth of the matter is God knows if he don't make you wait, you ain't going to fill up on what you depleted. Somebody help me preach. 
somebody's lost some staying power. Somebody's lost some joy. Somebody's lost some go get it. And you just want to go, 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 until you break down. And then your wife says, I told you you should have gotten gas, but you didn't want to stop because you want to hurry up and get there. Now, instead of getting there at five, you get there at nine because you broke down. They can walk up the gas and get the gas tank and bring it back. And listen, I'm just telling you, sometimes God got to stop you before you break down. Don't whine while you wait. I'm going to wait. I'll tell you right now, Pastor. I'll wait on the Lord, but I'm telling tell you right, there, right now. I'm about to put my stank face while I'm waiting. <laughs> how, how, many, how many of you, come on, be honest. How many of you have, have decided you're mad and decided that you're going to make sure everybody knows it. Come on, we've all done it. I'm, I'm going to put my arms here. I'm going to poke my lips out. Every once in a while, my wife will say, you sh- honey, you should have seen your face. I said, honey, I made it that way on purpose. You know, I mean, some, sometimes you want to let people know you're disappointed, upset, right? And this is how we wait sometimes. You ever, you, you ever been around somebody waiting that was mad while they were waiting? Leaning on the horn. And they get up there and find out somebody sprawled out in the road, half dead, and then they, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. You, you can't praise God for his character when it's for your benefit and question his character when it's inconvenient. Oh, God, good, God, good. Christian, stand up all the time. I just want to thank God. He may not come when I want him, but he'll be there right on time. God will come through for me. I saw some of y'all people go, he's been faithful, faithful to me. Three days later, some, you, you get something in the mail that, that you owe something, and all of a sudden, God, I don't understand why you don't have. He's God or he's not. He knows what he's doing or he doesn't. We think God is smart as long as his decisions match our desires. And then when he decides to arbitrarily make a decision without consulting us, then all of a sudden we're going, I don't understand how you can look at this. I don't understand how you can let people do this to me. I don't understand how you can let this go on in the world. I don't understand how you can let this happen. If he was God when he saved you, Watch this now. Leave him alone. Let him be. Tonight, today rather, I'd like you to ponder the perplexity that Habakkuk is pondering and see it happening in our world today. Something that's going on in your personal life for some of you. There There are just some things when you read your Bible as to how God is and you see what God is allowing, you can't seem to coordinate these two. This is going to segue us to chapter number 2, verse number 1, because Habakkuk is going to make a resolution to action, not because he got his mind right. He's going to make a resolution to action in spite of the fact his mind's not right. Here's, I'm just trying, you're going to have to tell your feet to do something when your brain don't want to do it. You're going to have to get up and go to your place even when your mind goes I really don't want to be there, and it really doesn't matter. You're going to have to get up in the morning and read your Bible when you feel like there's nothing in the Bible for you because God will bless your actions even when they don't line up with your aspirations. And that's what chapter 2 is. 
That's Habakkuk saying, okay, none of this makes sense. But if God is God, I'm going to wait to see what he says. Say, what's he going to say? You got to come back and find out. Chapter 2 is good. We're gonna, we'll step away from chapter 2 for a little while, just next Sunday for Harvest Day. And then we'll be back in two weeks. Anybody perplexed in life sometimes? Anybody? Sure. Let's keep waiting on the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Bless, bless your people. Like only you can. Pastor, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven and I know it. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven and I know it. Would you raise your hand? Saved, going to heaven and I know it. <laughs> Hands up all over the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In the balcony and on the floor. God bless you. Put your hands down. Pastor, I'm saved, going to heaven. I absolutely know it. But I am struggling with some perplexity about things going on in my life. And I find myself disillusioned, discouraged by it. Would you pray for me, Pastor, that I will trust God even when it doesn't make sense? That's you. Would you raise your hand? Would you? All over the building. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Last question. Pastor, I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I do not want to go to hell. Please pray for me. I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I do not want to go to hell. Please pray for me. Anybody like that? Anybody? Would you let me pray for you? We don't want you to go to hell. God's been very clear about that. Anybody? In the balcony, we don't want to miss you. If you're not sure you're going to heaven, positive you don't want to go to hell, would you let me pray for you? Now, Christian, would you, would you talk to God for just a moment in your seat? Would you? Could you do that? Come on, right while it's fresh on your mind. We're right on schedule. Don't, 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 don't wait till you get home later. Talk to God now while he's moving and say, God, there's just some things that don't add up. I, I don't understand why this is happening. And, and, and Habakkuk gives us a means to, to converse with God about the things we don't understand. But we have to make sure that our conversation does not supersede our conviction. I've got to believe what I believe about you, God, even when stuff doesn't make sense. Help us, God. Bless you. Father, thank you for your word. And I pray that you've been blessed by it. Touch your people. All of us, all of us, oh my soul. We, we, we're all in this battle together. We're not fighting each other, we're fighting the devil. And sometimes it looks like he's winning and destroying your people, and you're letting him. May this story resonate with us. Let's give God the